welcome to this NoFibs podcast. I've got Leslie Howard and Margot Kingston with me, and we're going to talk about, well, basically the campaign so far. So welcome, Leslie and Margot. Thanks, Wayne. Hello. So what's caught everyone's attention today? Let's start with today. That's the easiest thing to do because it's fresh in everyone's mind. Can I start? Yep. Um, I'm not watching much TV, but I, I caught most of Albo's interview with the journos and they tried a gotcha. You know, how, what are the six points of the NDIS or whatever? He just owned them. He was he really had his mojo. He knew what he wanted to say and he started calling out the journos for not asking policy questions. And one journo did. One journo said, a Senate committee headed by Cater Gallagher has recommended a Royal Commission into um, the, the our COVID response. What's your position? He said, well, any government must do that. Um, we have to learn the lessons. I would favour a Royal Commission. So we actually got policy news. And to me, um, in he's, he's finally had enough and he knows he wants to win and he believes he can win. So to me, that was sort of the highlight today. Yeah, I haven't been watching much TV, but I sort of, as I walk around, I, I try and listen to a bit of news and stuff. And there does seem to me a bit to be a shift in even how the media are reporting, the media reporting, and asking that question, do, do people really want to hear these gotcha questions? Or do they, does it matter whether people can remember stuff you know, off the top of their head, or does the audience actually want to hear the policy and examine the policy? And I think that's been a big shift from the beginning of the campaign. Leslie, um, I caught the uh, the debate on on Sky between Monique Ryan and uh, Jason. Um, what's his name? Josh. 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 Josh that's right. Let's keep Josh. Josh. Josh <laughs> Frydenberg. And honestly, that is the best political debate in a federal campaign I've ever seen. It was it, the audience asked the questions. They asked questions on all sorts of things, superannuation and Chinese trade and all sorts of things that haven't come up. Both were excellent. They were narky. There was a bit of narc in it, but they answered the question and they had a respectful debate. The moderator was basically unseen. And I think what we're seeing with the independents now is, is a lifting up of the political discourse completely separate to the garbage, the literal garbage that the on the bus is now. It's just yeah. fascinating. And we're now not, not only seeing that the independents versus the incumbents now, we're seeing debates between candidates in Chisholm, in Hunter. Um, yeah. it's, it's going more and more where I think elements of the media are starting to realise that the audience would like to be involved, they would like to have a say, and they really would like to ask the questions that the, the, the on the bus bubble just can't be bothered with because they're interested in their own egos and their own gotchas. Yeah. And it's uh, it, this is the most interesting election that I, I, I can remember in terms of you can see things changing and green shoots growing amidst what has to be, has to be the last on the bus focus campaign, has to be. Yeah, well, I hope the, so. the, the most interesting thing today for me was that someone in the press gallery, I don't know who, asked Morrison if he would resign if it was a hung parliament. What, what, what well, reasoning is that a highlight? Oh, because I just didn't expect it. 
basically. What was he uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. In an interview, I just, I just didn't expect that somebody would ask him that question. So and there's what, a bit what, of feedback coming, you know. Like, and what whole, was his answer? Oh, he waffled on. I didn't notice yeah. that. I was more stunned by the question. Yeah. You're, sp- you're spot <laughs> on, Wayne. You're spot on, Wayne, because um, for weeks now I've been saying all this pressure on the independents about what they do in the hypothetical of a, of a hung parliament and no questions to Morrison about what he'd do. You know, yeah. like, and that get, that gets to the resign question. Would you rather resign than agree to enact a federal ICAC with teeth by the by the end of the year and actually do something serious on climate change. Like, yeah. because that, it would be the final proof that he is in a prison of the right that, that who cannot act for the majority of the Australian people. But it, yeah. it's, it's also relevant because, um, look, some of, the, some of the independents have made it clear that they'd have trouble supporting a minority government led by Scott Morrison. You know, they, they yeah. haven't come straight out and said it, but, you know, like if you read around their words. I think Zali Steggall did, didn't she? Um, yeah, I think Zali say... did. I think one of the other ones on the North Shore may have as well. So, you know, like... Um, was, uh, yeah, look, most, most of them have completely distanced themselves from that, and I think it's a really bad call. I really do. To think that independence can determine the Prime Minister... I mean, honestly, if, if, if the party doesn't think that Morrison would be a good leader of a good minority government, which he clearly wouldn't, I mean, look, what he, he can't even handle his own coalition with the Nats, it's for the Liberals to decide. To me, it is not for independents oh, I, I agree to decide you. that. But it's, put, it's, it's definitely put a spotlight on pressure that's actually on Morrison from yeah. within the party. If you look at New South Wales, for instance, yeah. you know, the debacle there. There's there's those tensions there. So what about what about sort of the last week of the campaign? What about? I think what, the rhetoric has shifted a lot, um, and yeah, I think I think there's a lot about language is changing. Um, I I get really annoyed when everything's um, scripted as an attack, or uh, rather than. A, a unity. There's unity on so many policies that the the two uh, majors are coming out with. It it's um, I don't know. I just I just feel that there's a shift in in the uh, in the audience. And as Margot was saying with um, these candidate debates, that we actually we on the ground actually do want to contribute and ask our questions, not just be told what. Uh, the policy is what what we're supposed to be interested in, whether it's stopping the boats back in 2013 or or whether um, it's the economy or because I'm in this seat, I must think that or if I'm in the mortgage belt, then I must be worried about my mortgage. I think people are actually starting to want to contribute more to the conversation well, from, from their perspective. I think Albo's um, selection of venue for his presser today at Addison Road down there um, mm. you know, Where? I think that's that's uh, Addison Road. Sorry, it, it's it's like a, a block down. Oh God, what suburbs it in again? Um, in the inner west of Sydney, basically, and and okay. it's it's a, a complex that has various charities and groups, community groups working in there. And mm. uh, you know, it's a it's a place where you know, as he said in the press, I think I've actually seen him photographed there before. Where he does spend time, and that that was Abbo saying, "Look, I do stuff in the community. I'm involved here. You know, like mm. I think mm. that was 
I think that was really carefully selected. And, and I notice it got a bit of spontaneity. Like there was, yeah. well, there was spontaneity because there was three young Muslim women in the crowd taking, yeah. you know, and um, he, he, he called them out and he said, isn't it funny that the, the people who have less give more? These young women are, are, are volunteering their time for um, uh, to help new Afghan arrivals, etc. and they were just thrilled. Mm. Like the acknowledgement of volunteerism. Mm. Now, can I tell you about my week? Yes. Okay. <laughs> You're grinning all right. <laughs> I went to groom. Um, mm-hmm. One of our, our, you know, one of the seats that No Phoebes is focusing on. I went for three days: Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Went to debates, etc., to get a feel for the for the vibe. Um, she is Susie Hot is coming home strong, and I have a very big piece in tomorrow's Saturday paper about uh, what is developing as a real fight in groom of all places, the second safest nation. I'd to, like to add something else. When I said my favourite today was um, Morrison's mojo, things are happening so fast it actually wasn't. It was the most extra- extraordinary historic speech by our former Prime Minister in America. Malcolm yeah. Turnbull laid everything out. He laid out how we had to strengthen our democracy because democracy was on the retreat. He he laid out the fact that um, uh, Rupert Murdoch is deliberately following the Fox model in Australia to promote and incite hard right politics. And he set out the case. He set out the case of why Liberal voters should vote for their Independence Day candidate. It is a historic speech. I um, if we had time, I'd, I'd republish it. It's on Malcolm's um, website. But we we are now, you, you saw Fred Cheney the other day come out very strongly as, as a former Liberal leader saying um, it, it's important to vote independent in this time in safe seats. We are, we, are, we are headed towards an incredible climax at this election. I believe this is a, um, a realignment election. And if there is no realignment, Australia is stuffed and that the, uh, a realignment is genuinely possible. So in the last two weeks, I would expect some of the most ugly campaigning mm. that I've ever seen from the coalition, that, they, that, that their desperation um, is intense and, and I never, ever underestimate Morrison's ability to win this election. Thank you for listening and hope you enjoyed this Nofibs podcast. Until next time, goodbye.